Alright, welcome back to another episode of Carding Dads. This is episode number three. In this episode, we are going to give a weekend review on uh, what happened this weekend with Emmanuel up at Roebling Road with NASA, and he'll give a little details of what he does for that organization, not only in the Florida group, but also the Southeast. Uh, we will talk about um, his Comet Eagle, getting his seat mounted, um, some dirt carts that we got, and as well as a good conversation of our skills compared to the local competition and what we have here in Jacksonville. Uh, appreciate you listening and enjoy. What up, what up? What's going on, dude? Oh, it's been like forever since I saw you, man. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty like much. A couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what usually happens. So uh, that's what happens when you have kids, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I saw you for for some time today, but, man, we got just so busy and we never got a chance to <laughs> to record the show. So let's get into it. Yeah, man. So um, how was the NASA event? Let everybody know um, kind of what you do for uh, NASA Pro Racing, not only in the Florida region, but also the Southeast. Yeah, so this weekend was uh, an event with NASA Southeast at Roebling Road. Um, I used, you know, I, I'm, my title officially is still Chief of Race Control. I basically get to play uh, a race director sort of role now, so I don't have to be in the tower listening to to you know the radio calls every minute but i handle incidents afterwards but even that you know we have so much help in the southeast and this past weekend um julie the registrar uh, needed more help and so i got to sit with her and i got to run around like a mad chicken taking care of everything that you know i could get my hands on i was just begging for work so i was running out to track passing out radios that were going bad you know helping people with their transponder issues passing grid sheets to grid so yeah, now I I think I don't have an official title anymore. I think I just do everything, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend on Roebling Road, man. Um, I didn't get to race, which was a bummer. I was really looking forward to racing this weekend. Um, but, yeah, one thing happened, and car just never got done in time. But, um, you know, it, it, it happens. You know, usually I'd be bummed about it a lot more, but, Man, I got to work on carts today, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so with your cart today, uh, we didn't have a lot of time to work on it, you know. But um, we got the comedy eagle somewhat going. We got a seat mounted. Um, we you know we got you sit in the position that you want, where you feel comfortable with, unlike uh, <laughs> a little cramped space you had with the um, coyote. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we got that secure and. No, that was fun. Yeah, that's cool. And um, yeah, big props to you, man. So I'm going to let you explain your little contraption that you made at work. But that was a uh, that was really cool, man. That came in really handy um, in in uh, making making the seat mountain process really easy. So that was pretty cool. Um, t- tell let's tell everybody what you did, man. So with Emmanuel being the you know, French fry that he is, and finding the seat for you is not the easiest thing, you know, with you being so tall and so skinny. Um, and with the Comet Eagle, the seat posts are in a fixed position, so you can't move the backrest where you want them. You can move the fronts to a certain point, but not the back. So 
instead of us, um, you know, using 15 washers on one side, 10 washers on the other, you know, six washers underneath, I just went ahead and cut out some uh, UHMW plastic to help us use a spacer. So we have one spacer that are custom made for each seat post. So, um, well, we do have to take the seat out. We don't have to worry about how many washers were on one post compared to how many washers on the other, and they get everything mixed up. So it's one spacer per side, and they're all labeled, and it's going to be really easy. And, you know, it's just it's something that I thought of that, you know, it's you, know, you don't take your seat off too much, but, you know, when you want to go strip down your chassis and either get it powder coated or clean everything and just want to take everything down to the bare minimum, you don't want to have to be chasing washers. Um, you know, right. washers aren't very expensive if you have to go buy new ones, but at the same time, you know, if we could save a couple pennies, let's save a couple pennies. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's really just trying to get them all lined up and, Hell, once you take it off, you know, they get scattered everywhere. And if you use same size washers for something else, then, you know, I remember when Steven came over and we were mounting his seat, I was borrowing washers from my old cart, from my toolbox. I don't even know what the washers belong to, but we needed to find a ton of washers to, to fit those. So that's really cool, man. Um, Yeah, one of these days we'll, on the Carton Dad's Facebook page or something, we got we to gotta post a picture of it. Um. Now, if you ever end up giving it somebody, we need to give them the warning on the box. Do not try to use a table saw. <laughs> to... <laughs> so, I mean, you, we knew what we needed to do. You messaged me, you know, when you thought of when you said you're going to do it, that, hey, you got a bandsaw? I'm like, yeah, I got a bandsaw in the shop. It's like, sweet. So the plan was always to use the bandsaw. But since I'm in the move, middle of moving, the bandsaw is all the way in the back. And the table saw was closer and somehow, you know, it's like home up here. Watch this kind of attitude. Yep. Like I, I bet the I bet the table saw do that just fine. It's just I raised it. It was a perfect inch clearance, and yeah, I kind of was going so slow. It just melted, <laughs> melted a little bit of it. So we ended up going back to the band. So, <laughs> so we need to put that warning on the box for anybody who wants to do it. Do not try. To <laughs> yeah. You use a band saw or a hand saw. So, dude, speaking of yep. hold my beer, um. So we just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And one day, not one day, but all of a sudden we have a couple dirt carts in our possession. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting story. So, so uh, I've driven dirt carts twice now. And man, the guy who let me drive his dirt cart he's a good friend of my father-in-law's and um he's he was just getting started so he bought two carts one for him and one for his daughter and his daughter never got into it so out the gate he had two carts and to get that two cart you know to get the two carts to the track he got a two-cart trailer and then obviously once he got into it he got addicted and he had to buy the latest and greatest so he bought more and more and more carts. So as he has moved up and gotten quicker in the last three years or so, he still has this two-cart trailer, but he doesn't trailer his carts anymore. Now he gets track support, right, from this other guy we call Rooster. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're racing some dirts in Florida. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rooster um, takes care of all his stuff. Rooster has a big 24-foot trailer, and so 
yeah, that's he doesn't need his two cart trailer anymore. And picking up my new Comet Eagle, I still had my Coyote, so and I was gonna race that weekend. So I figured, how am I gonna bring the two carts home? And I called Andy up and I said, Hey, Andy, can I borrow your two cart trailer? It's like, yeah, it's been sitting in your father-in-law's, you know, yard for, and yeah, this is the office yard um, for a couple, you know, a year or something now. Just go take it. And it's like, okay, cool. So I go grab it. I open it. There's three chassis in there. Two of them have full body. One of them has a seat. You know, I mean, there's just whatever. There's line, fuel lines and some throttle cables and others. It's all there. And I was like, hey, Andy, you got stuff in here. He goes, yeah, I don't need any of it. In fact, I don't need the trailer for a bit. So whatever you need. So, yeah, I get home and, you know, obviously I get um, my two carts and the three dirt carts. So lots of dirt carts. Yeah, so uh, um, we might have to try these out one day. But um, at the same time, all our money right now is kind of tied up into these sprint style carts. But if any one of you fans that are following this show who are interested in dirt and want to give us the pointers or help us out with some wheels and tires, um, you know, we have, you know, two carts all fully together. One is just a chassis. You know, we would, we wouldn't mind going and joining, um, you know, the kind of class you run in to help with, you know, entry fees or, or, or numbers and entry uh, whatsoever. We just don't know what we're doing in dirt. Same thing. We don't yeah. know what we're doing in sprint either, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, that goes for everything. <laughs> so, but no. Um, so one thing we figured out today and I mean, to probably somebody more familiar with carts, unlike us, um, kind of a common sense thing is we got the common Eagle together and we've just bought, a whole bunch of stuff for the coyote. Now the coyote is uh, standard measurements. Everything is, you know, five sixteenths, you know, half inch, quarter inch, three sixteenths. And so we wanted to go ahead and, and put the common eagle on the scales, but yeah, the common eagle that we have is in metric. So I don't know if it's like this for all of them. Or if it's just our case, it was. So we couldn't take the wheels from the Coyote and put it on to the Comet Eagle because the patterns were different. And that was kind of a bummer because, yeah. you know, we wanted to get the seat on the scales and make sure, you know, to what we think might be right. We don't know if it is or not, but what we think might be right and get the, the thing kind of weighed out a little bit. But, you know, it's always something, right? <laughs> it's always something. Yeah, I was I was uh, super bummed. I'm not gonna lie, because I really wanted to put just as is, see what the weights were. Because you mentioned a good point when I was getting it is if you get a new cart, there's really no reason to go adjust anything, right? You should just be able to drop it, drop your seat in. You know, if you need to shift a little weight around to get the balance you want, but you should basically be able to go. Um, you know, other than the front and alignment, of course. Right, right. You know, you're not, you're not about who... Yeah, I was really interested to see what would happen because both of our old, you know, carts, at one point or another, we said it just seems to have just over age. It's metal. Metal bends as you put load in it and put this, especially here in Jack's, we're taking the same turn one at 62 miles an hour and, you know, left-hander and leaning into it. Over time, it's going to bend in place. So, Right, right. Both our chassis right. have bent a little bit. 
so we always have to kind of get back to bending it. So I just wanted to see out of the gate what it looked like, and we didn't have a whole lot of time anyway. So guess I'm going to be ordering me uh, – well, the truth is, it came with two sets of wheels. So I have wheels for the Coyote, uh, the rears, but I just really need, you know, another set. And now it'd be basically back to where I was. Some work on putting tires on, which, God forgive me, once again, I suck at putting tires on. And I know you're better than me and you struggle with it. So, yeah, yeah no, I, that's something I don't really like doing. And it, it might go back to the old conversations of old school guys who are like, oh, man, you're not a man unless you do your own tires. But that's a whole conversation. Yeah, forget for that. <laughs> Forget that's that. I'd be a girl any day if that's the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but uh, no, you, you can have it. Um, but you know that that I mean, uh, you brought up a good point. Maybe not really kind of realizing that to me, it kind of hits home about you know what is the right position of a seat. You know, if you look up, you know the um, the comp cart videos and you know the comedy eagle videos and the ionic edge videos on how to mount your seat everyone's kind of different to a point so Mm -hmm. when you're mounting the seat you know do you want to mount it you know it's kind of kind of goes both ways to driver comfort or what is right for the cart because driver comfort might be better for you but the car doesn't like it for the cart it might be better for the cart but if you can't adjust to the way the cart is because of the weight distribution of your seat and your reactions aren't right or your I guess smooth wouldn't be like the right term because, you know, what is smooth? Um, you know, so that that's, uh, you know, you, we just mount the seat the way that we see fit for driver comfort for you. And it's time, like, we just have to adapt to the cart. So when it comes to actually mounting the seat, it kind of goes back to the thing. What is the right way? Is there a right way? It's just like the conversation we had today on setups. There is no perfect set up right out the gate like this is what you need right because just because this setup worked out that was my dog (laughs) just because this (laughs) this setup worked you know today at 11 a.m doesn't mean it's gonna work you know at 1 p.m in the same day so yeah if that was the case nobody would be messing with setups at the track right people bring scales with them and everything it's crazy on how like finicky these things can be and you know you never think about these kind of things um kind of the car so much um that we do with nasa i mean you do make your adjustments the way that you know the track is going but nothing nowhere near as dramatic as is this on cards but you know so it it goes to the the thing that like we don't know you're only going to learn from experience you have to make mistakes to learn if you don't make mistakes you're never going to learn yeah and i was um you know think we're talking about something and i don't remember exactly what now but i was like oh man we should totally ask that question on a place like cart polls uh definitely not the 206 facebook group because i love the group but man that question that came up last week about gear ratios and putting a bigger driver or a smaller driver that conversation went all kinds of sideways so um yeah yeah but i just kind of wanted to try something like cart polls and just ask it's a smaller group and probably limiting the audience reach, but I really want to find out just posting the video, for example, from 
comp cart because man, he made it look so easy. And, yeah, you just like you know, here, you put simple. it here, you add this little washer here, and we have this little jig that goes on the axle and sets it up. And look, you take the jig off the axle. If you have it in the right position, it won't move. Uh, yeah. Come again. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If he was there and he did that, and I sat in it and it was perfect, I'd probably be like, "Oh my god, it should be this easy all the time." But you and I know, you know. I mean, to be if if we had that same seat, for example, because my seat was smaller, right? So if we had the seat that fit perfectly and the washers that went perfectly to where the posts were, then, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it working out that way. But it's always something. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that yet. And like you said, we really don't know and we'll be looking. We're trying to find out stuff. But there's a lot, a lot we're trying to figure out, like, you know, are we just plateaued? Are we just stuck where we are because of our skill or... I don't know. Like we got a million things to figure out, so it'll be fun. I think maybe at the end of the year or something, we'll come back and listen to the first few episodes and uh, find out some of the things that we're asking these questions on. And hopefully, we can work on them in the end of year. And just because I listen to enough podcasts where they do end of year recap, this might be one of the things we talk about at the end of the year: is simplest seats, or even just you know the the questions we're asking now if we found better answers to them, right, than what we have already, what we know already. Yeah, our conversation on uh, kind of plateauing, I think you brought up a good point. Um, You know, we feel like we, or I feel like I'm plateauing to a certain point, but at the same time, like when you brought it up, that the last race we had five national champions in the class of 18, right? And so Mm -hmm. the people that weren't national champions were still within Point one or point two of them, and that was like the top ten, top twelve. So we have so many fast guys in this region. You know, maybe we need to bring slower guys in to find out what the heck we're doing. <laughs> but no, yeah, if, for sure. If you were, you know, and it's the only way to learn is you, you know, in any sport, you come across people better than you, and you have to learn from them. You know, they're learning from somebody else. No one's ever the top. No one's ever the best of the best. If that's the case, then, you know, no sport would be would be here because people would all quit because it's like, oh, if you can never beat them, why do it? So, right. you know, we have exactly. those oh, yeah. we, three never, or four laps that we can learn. Quit. Yeah. We have those three or four laps that we can learn from them and see their lines and listen to their motors or, or whatever it is. But after a certain point, it's like, okay, that, you know, half a second or six tenths of a second of a lap faster just starts accumulating you're like god that's it that damn it <laughs> and i think i think that you know that's solid because if anybody listening kind of feels that way well, i would say it's probably allowing me to kind of is if i watch their lap or listen to their engine around the track the simple answer is can I do exactly what they did without making a mistake? Because if I was doing it exactly the same and I knew 100% that I'm carrying the same speed and same RPM and I'm not scrubbing, you know, more than they did and all those things and I wasn't going anywhere else. And then I changed my motor because obviously that's another thing that's important. Put the latest motor on there and I wasn't getting any quicker. And then I got exactly the same, you know, chassis, maybe two or three, you know, 
build after theirs in the same batch, same generation, because metal, it's metal, man. You know, you never know when you get something that just doesn't work and you have to try another one. So if I did all that, then maybe I would say, okay, I give up, right? This is where I'm going to be. I'm just going to accept it. But I have listed six or seven variables that I can't even check off completely on a given day. Yep. Right. I don't yep. know what tire yep. pressures they're running to get it dialed in. I may be running completely opposite. Yeah. My setup isn't exactly the same as theirs. So, you know, if my setup ain't, ain't right because I don't have enough knowledge to know, you know, where to go with it, I'm giving the wrong feedback to the guy helping me tune because I'm not sharing, you know, the way the track is going, maybe what I felt that my brain locked in memory. Yes. But if I'm not sharing, you know, that got on, you know, after like lap seven or eight, oh, the cart started coming alive. And so maybe the setup is fine. The pressure's built up just fine. And maybe I just need to adjust my driving for the first three laps because it's just going to be cold. And if it's qualifying, maybe I started my finishing pressures. You know, there's all those little things. And until you could say for a fact that you did all those right and you still got your butt handed to you because you just ain't had it, then yeah. But I got a million things to work on um, from those things I just mentioned. Yeah, and it's definitely. Like, yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near where I need to be if I'm still asking those questions, you know? Yeah, because like we, we missed out on something because uh, with tire pressures, for instance, because so the guys up front, when we were all on the line to get weighed, all four tires were, were perfect all the way across. And we had a little bit of buildup mm-hmm. on the left side. So we, we missed something. What did we miss? We don't know. I mean, we're still rookies in this yeah. sport. We're still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, we're still trying to help people get into the sport. So, you know, again, we're chasing fun, not championships. But at the same time, you know, we kind of want to compete. But, um, you know, it's just a, a huge learning curve that, you know, we kind of expected, but maybe not so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know about you. It, it's hard. I don't know about man. you, but I – this is kind of, I mean, I expected this to an extent, but man, I could see why somebody would give up. Yes. You know, I ain't giving up, but I can see why someone would give up because, I mean, it feels like it's been, you know, for me, two years, for you, it's been just a little over a year, but two years and I really, if I were to count the total hours spent on this, and maybe 15, maybe between 15 and 20 total hours yeah, actual fo- focused practice. And then I have to step back and say, you know, I ran track and, you know, I did sports. Give me any sport in the world where after 15 hours you expect to, you know, go beat somebody who is, <laughs> you know, the best at your school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, your school, not talking about your city, your state. Or right. Exactly. Or... Hell, even in just, if the guy is the best in your class, you're telling me after 15 hours of, of practice of some sport, you're going to be better than, you know, the people who are actually winning. Hell no. So, yeah, I mean, when, when you put it in that perspective and count the amount of time and effort put into it, you know, it, it's not completely linear. So, yes, you don't have to spend, you know, 15 hours times, you know, 10 years. No, once better it gets easier and easier and so every 10 minutes you spend on the track could be what used to be 30 minutes because you your brain can you know grasp so much more and you can put more and more together so 
yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried right now. It's just it's a nice long learning curve and we have things that we've wanted to try just for trying sake that we haven't done yet. Right. From one, we've said, let's go out. Let's just start with the rear axle, send it all the way to the end, right? Just widen out as wide as it'll go. Go drive, feel what it does, bring it all the way inside, know the total opposites, bring it back to the middle, fine tune just on the day, just playing with the rear axles alone, where does it feel the best? But not just where it feels the best, which way the cart went when we did that. Yes. Because in theory, we know what it should be in theory, right? right. We know in theory, you know, if, if you're understeering, you know, in the rear, then it means you're too narrow, right? You want to widen out for a little more grip. In theory, we know this, but, and we didn't actually practice that and felt that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's, that's it's, it's something that, you know, we always go back to, you know, the, the topic of, okay, so we just spent all this money in the tires. Do we want to really wear out our equipment before we go to a race? But at the same time, you're never going to know unless you actually wear it out. Um, but no, so that's yeah. to your point. I mean, that's something really good we could work on this weekend because you know we plan on going out, exactly and, uh, testing out the Eagle uh, for you, and then yeah. I'm gonna let you hop in my cart and um, because my cart's a little bit stiffer than yours, um, going from a wide track to an XP and to an Eagle, and see kind of maybe getting a good comparison of um, the two carts and do a little review on those. Yeah, definitely. That that should be the game plan for the weekend. Um, you know, just just uh try it out. We'll run it as is. We'll just write some stuff down, and you know, if it's all together, just play with it just a little bit, widen out, you know, narrow it up a bit. Just do that because we don't we have the next local race in two weeks, so you know, we kind of have some time. So we'll we'll play with that this weekend, I think. Yeah, man, that sounds like a plan. So um. If any of you guys uh, out there listening who are around on Saturday, if you want to uh, come join us here in Jacksonville at 103rd, um, let us know. We'll be out there, and uh, we'll help you however we can. Sound like a plan? Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, all right, I guess I will catch up with you later <laughs> in the week as we plan out the, the – yeah, I know, later in the week. Like, I'm not going to call you tomorrow after work or something. <laughs> but, um, no, we'll, we'll have a game plan for the weekend – like you say, we, uh, whether or not we're we're doing something important, who cares? We're just gonna have a ton of fun, man. All right, dude. Well, let's uh, take it easy, man, and uh, give you a shot tomorrow. All right. See ya.